following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Nothing like starting my Saturday morning with a little bit of Mark Farner. And you asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, what I told you is use your imagination. Well, I did. I used to have this album. Oh, it was a great album. Mm-hmm. Love Grand Funk. Well, I just got back from Florida. I was uh, gone for three days. And my son has been enrolled in baseball uh, school down there. Well, IMG Academy in Bradenton. And uh, wherever I go, I listen to talk radio. Uh, and they they have a station there out of Tampa, 970 WFLA. And it plays uh, all the... A lot of the same shows that they play on on this station, Hannity, Rush, and they also uh, are, are a lot of advertisers on there, similar to what I do. But these are guys that are advertising for uh, you to put your money in some kind of a annuity, and the way that they push it is to say uh, you will not have any uh, of the downs of the stock market, but you will have the upside. And I don't know how these guys get away with saying this because uh, I know if I said such a thing, uh, the SEC would uh, come and get me. And uh, they don't do – I don't know if they're subject to the same – to the same rules and regulations. 
But what they're selling people are uh, an annuity that's got a big upfront commission on it that that the client pays to the uh, broker. And then um, in an up market in the stock market, you you might get 1% or 2%. In a down market, you'll get zero. And this is how they promote these things, and they're not – they're called index annuities, and they are not really very uh, indexy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know. I, I think that size maybe benefits them somewhat, in the, or the lack thereof. From you know, we, we looked up one firm, and it was a smaller firm, uh, so they haven't quite reached SEC regula- regulation. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's they're now under the state, and state of Florida's probably, you know, or they could just be an insurance salesman. They that, could be. that has a some sort of securities license, but I don't know where they're getting their uh, the ability to say some of the things that they say. That's true. Oh, and and, uh, and there's a guy advertising on this station too. I think he has a, a seven o'clock show on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. And he's talking about the same thing. Yeah, and, you know, I think an interesting thing when someone starts talking about, you know, guaranteed never to go down and and this and that is the first thing someone should always look at is what what does that cost me? Yeah. You know, what what is that guarantee costing me? That's right. And you – Because you can say that about your checking account. Guaranteed never to go down, but it's not going to go up either. Exactly, you know, and that's the <laughs> that's the that's the million dollar question: is what 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 is that safety actually costing you? Uh, yeah, because you know you pay a pretty hefty pre uh, uh, pretty hefty commission fee, uh, pretty hefty fees inside of the actual instrument itself, um, you know, and like you said, if the market goes up, great, you, you get, but you're capped at, let's say, 4% or something like that. Um, you know, Who's market, to say that that insurance company might not go broke one day? There's that. There's that, too. You know, and <laughs> then you're really, yeah, then you're really up a creek because you paid all that. Your money didn't go down, but you can't get it. <laughs> your, your money's there somewhere. Boy. People it's not believe there. anything. I mean, they really will. They'll even believe that in, in Hawaii, a volcano will never hit in an area that's known for volcanoes. Um, this is an article from the Wall Street Journal. When Davis Dalbach bought his property in a rural corner of Hawaii's Big Island 30 years ago, he said he understood the risks of living alone along a volcano rift zone. So he made a request of Pele, the revered Hawaiian volcano goddess, asking her to be merciful during the inevitable eruption. On Monday, Mr. Dalbach, 66 years old, was hauling generators, artwork, and other valuables from his property, which he has turned into a rental guest house with a sprawling botanical garden. The lava flow from Kilauea, eruption that began last Thursday had crept through a crack just a mile above his home. I never expected this because um, I figured for me to be hurt, a major event would have to happen right above me. 
Well, now it is happening right above me, he said, talking through tears. So it's interesting. Uh, people get lulled to sleep, and they're willing to take a risk when they think there is no risk. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, that volcano's been active for, what, 50 years now or something. Yeah. And people continue to, to buy property and, and build homes, and you, you can't get insurance on those homes. You know, so yeah. you're not only are you taking the risk of being there, but you're, you know, you're getting you're wiped out, getting completely wiped out. So you're building all these homes and you're saying, you know, this volcano has been erupting off the backside of the island. It'll never come this way. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's never done it for 30 years. It'll never come this way. And right. then it turns into 35 years. And the longer something like that happens, you know, and it's that that's the more time for the buildup in volcano world. Yeah. Well, and it, it's it's interesting to watch a, a person's psychology. It's the same. We see it all the time in the market, too. You know, the longer something continues to go up or down or, you know, it, Amazon, for example, you know, you, you're starting to see people put your money in Amazon. It always goes up. Yeah. You know, put your money in Facebook. It always goes up. You know, and you're starting to see that mentality, uh, you know. And they it, did that with Walmart years ago. They did it with Microsoft years ago. It was the same kind of mentality. Yeah, and it's the longer the longer it continues to reinforce that thinking, the stronger that psychology becomes right. until eventually it doesn't go up, or eventually the volcano erupts. You know, right. and and that's where you you've You've got to be very – it's very hard to change psychology, to get out of uh, – It takes an event to change psychology where people all of a sudden realize it's not true. But if the event doesn't come along, the psychology just gets stronger. Exactly. Stay with us. You're looking at uh, – you're listening to – you're not looking at, unless you can see us. We're not on Facebook Live, so you're not looking at us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP. Happening now. Things are happening. The Mueller investigation. Subpoena the president. Secretary of State. Iran lied. We have to build a wall. Check in often. What's happening in our country? With News Radio 630 WLAP. Or Alexa, play 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. I've been riding a winning horse for a long, long time. 
Tom Dupree Show. Sometimes I wonder, you know, is the end of the line? not always is everything the way it looks. This is an article from uh, Bloomberg. It has become shockingly common this earnings season for companies to report better than expected profits only to see their share prices fall. And I think the market is just ready, it's convinced itself that it's time for some sort of correction. People ask me that all the time. When are we going to get our correction? They've been asking me that for years. Um, first quarter earnings on average were forecast to rise by an exceptionally high 17%, so it might seem reasonable for investors to be Disappointed with anything short of perfection. However, earnings are coming in close to a gain of 22%, so that theory doesn't hold water. One might then reasonably infer from the share price declines that future earnings projections are being revised lower. Although Caterpillar did suggest the first quarter might be the peak for its margins, results were sufficiently strong. So to explain the market's behavior, some analysts are suggesting the problem is that so much of the rise in earnings is due to the decline in tax rates, which is non-recurring. So it should be discounted somehow. This explanation is both wrong and incompetent. Unlike other periods when a company might see a temporary reduction in tax rates that artificially boosts one quarter, this time the reduced tax rate is recurring. So I don't know what it is. Uh, People just don't want a market to go much higher right now. Yeah, I think that it's you know, like you said, there's there's a lot of money that that's sitting there with uh, no real conviction to buy a whole lot of anything right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, uncertainty. I that's you know, a lot of noise uh, creating uncertainty. You know, we. What what's gonna happen with Iran sanctions? Oh, what's gonna happen with the North Korea summit? What's gonna happen in the midterm elections? You know, it's a lot of things that ultimately aren't part of fundamental analysis when it comes right. to investing. This is part of fundamental analysis. I forgot to read it. Psalm sixty one. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I still abide in this tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. You know, we can say this and say that, but if we don't trust in God who is our maker, who brings all this into being what difference does it make you know you could just hollering at the wind which is what a lot of people do anyway yeah i i i tend to agree with that you know you you've gotta you've gotta trust that that he's gonna take care of you yeah because ultimately he snap his fingers take it all away tomorrow if, right. if he wanted to but much of this is just noise to the economics of business. The economy is healthy and growing, profits are rising nicely, and stock valuations are actually fair or below appropriate level. Now, we're not hawkers of the stock market, 
but we do own some stocks in our clients' accounts. And when they get attractively priced is when we have a tendency to buy. And some of them are so attractively priced that we would actually like to buy more of, uh, of what we're looking at rather than, than less. But, uh, you know, we can only buy so much at a time. Yeah, you, you know, and that's the you, you are starting to see, you know, some valuations. You know, we talked about people not being real convicted by anything. You're starting to see some valuations on some of these companies. You know, come into come into pretty uh, good terms. You know, you're you're looking at some things. You're like, okay, you know, that's, now the, the the Wall Street Journal says the stocks can't wait for the midterms to be over. So the stocks, this thing is saying that, that, that it's political uncertainty. It's causing some of it. It's a lot of, a lot of noise. Yeah, but it's because of investors hate uncertainty, and these elections create a healthy dose of just that. If anything, this year's election season appears to be creating an above-average amount of uncertainty. Given the particularly large number of Republicans who have already announced they won't run for re-election, most prominently House Speaker Paul Ryan, there currently is a 67% probability that the Democrats will win back the House in this fall's elections. For example, according to Predict It, an online betting website. Well, I'm not going to get into this about how badly the Republicans have flubbed their chances, which they have done. Uh, they don't know how to govern. The Democrats do, and that's what we all have to fear, is when that they govern, we all get screwed. But the bottom line is, uh, you know, stocks don't like uncertainty. They, they are scared of uncertainty. Hulbert in this uh, article is saying, however, there is a silver lining. The stock market should perform especially well in the six months following the elections, regardless of the outcome. That's because no matter the results, this pre-election uncertainty will at least be resolved. Ah, uh, you know. I think the uh, uh, interesting thing in that article, too, it talks about, you know, from an uncertainty standpoint, for a good illustration, you know, it talks about how you've got two different options. One is a, a pretty certain you're either going to get paid 99 or paid 101, uh, you know, which is averages out to your pay of 100. And the other one is you're either going to get paid 50 or you're going to get paid 150, which still averages out to 100. The yeah. average the average is the same, but the uncertainty around it makes you tend to buy the one where the the 99 to 101 uh, you know, you're you're gonna pay much more for that that has the certainty around it than you would the fifty to one fifty that has the biggest upside potential, but not as much certainty around it. Yeah. So well, whatever it is, the things that we look at seem to be fairly valued. And we're buying stocks to perform sort of like bonds. We're buying stocks for the yield. 
for the amount of income that they throw off and that can they can produce for people. So we're looking at what type of income might they produce based on the dollar price at which we buy them. What kind of yield will they produce? Because we believe that in retirement, retirees need yield. They need income. They need the income to pay for their bills. Uh, half of our people, of our clients, take a monthly distribution from their accounts, which is produced by dividends and interest. That money goes to pay for their monthly expenses. Exactly. And when you're looking at, you know, buying a stock and, and what its potential worth is, it could take quite some time for that potential worth to be realized. And if you've got But if you're buying it for the yield, you're fine if it's trading below its potential value. Exactly, because it, it puts time on your side. It right. it takes it takes time out of the equation. You know, because if you if you're buying it solely to realize the value, it has to do it pretty pretty quickly. Right. Or else you're liquidating it. That's right. You know, that's that that's the whole point of what we try to do is to have you live off the income it produces. Correct. So that way you have time to watch it. And we're buying it for that reason, not for it to go up necessarily. So we're, we're happy sometimes when the stock market is trading below where it ought to be because we get to buy things at a reduced price. Exactly. If it goes up to where it should be, Things are going to be fully valued or maybe even overvalued, and we're going to have to live with that. Then what do we buy? What? what well, we, we look for things that are undervalued. One of the things we think is undervalued right now is energy. We might talk a little bit about that, even though you don't have any uh, articles on it. We can still talk about it a bit when we come back. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton sitting in. News Radio 630 WLAP. Road safety is everyone's responsibility, but motorcyclists can do their part to increase their safety. Things like take a rider's course and always wear protective gear, a USDOT compliant helmet, boots, gloves, long pants, and long sleeve shirts. Adding reflective material to your bike and gear is a great way to increase visibility as well as lane positioning and using turn signals. And never, ever ride impaired. And remember, always check twice and save a life. Brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Did you know that last year in Kentucky, there were over 9,000 crashes involving semi-trucks, resulting in 93 deaths? It's time we all take responsibility on the highways and share the roads safely with each other. Kentucky State Police will be looking for aggressive cars and trucks on the highways. If you are tailgating a big truck or cut a truck off, you may receive a ticket. Please, drive like your life depends on it. Because it does. As a marketer, you want to reach everyone, adults, teens, millennials, but it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually, wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. 
The spewing Kilauea volcano on Hawaii's Big Island still erupting and threatening homes in its path. At least 26 houses are destroyed so far. Friday, President Trump approved a request for a presidential disaster declaration for the Big Island, clearing the way for federal relief funds. Now new warnings of steam, sulfur, and lava that could erupt again. ABC's Marcy Gonzalez is there. About 1,800 people are still under evacuation orders. Some have decided to stay behind, though, and with that comes a concern that more cracks could open in roadways, which would strand people who decided to stay behind. Your prescription drugs may soon cost you less. That's what President Trump's new plan is promising to do. He unveiled his proposal Friday, but it does not include his campaign pledge for the government to negotiate lower prices directly with drug makers for its Medicare program. The royal wedding, now just one week away. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will say I do at St. George's Chapel in Windsor. Some 100,000 visitors are expected to turn out. Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Absolutely steamy conditions out there on this Saturday under a partly sunny sky. That thermometer into the mid and some upper 80s into most of central and eastern Kentucky. Back into the mid and upper 80s for Mother's Day on Sunday. Although there is a slight chance for a late day shower thunderstorm. Most of the region though stays dry until Sunday night and Monday with thunderstorms that will begin to increase. Have a great weekend. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey in your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Looking for fast, easy, and secure electronic banking? Community Trust has a wide variety of banking services to meet your needs, including internet banking, bill pay, and mobile banking. We now have even more great services like Apple. Pay, make payments directly from your smartphone, and People Pay, a fast, easy, secure way to send and receive money from your smartphone. Visit us on the internet to learn more at ctbi.com. That's ctbi.com. Community Trust Bank, building communities built on trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Sam Dick here with WKYT, hoping you will join me and the American Diabetes Association at the Kentucky Tour to Cure on May 19th at Lexington's Keeneland Racecourse. You can choose to walk, run, or ride with new 32- and 63-mile cycling routes along Kentucky's famous Bourbon Trail. All participants will be treated to lots of fun as we join together to turn the tide on diabetes. Sign up today at diabetes.org slash Kentucky Tour or call 1-888-DIABETES and help find a cure. Did you know Kentucky has the highest rate of incarcerated parents in the country? We are double the national average at 13%. Hi, my name is Jared and I am a mentor with Amachi of Central Kentucky. Amachi is looking for volunteer mentors to help make a difference in the lives of our young people. For more details, please email volunteer at lexlf.org or you could find us on Facebook at Amachi Central KY. That's A-M-A-C-H-I Central KY on Facebook. 630 WLAP. All right, back on the Tom Dupree Show. One of the things we don't like to talk about is oil prices going higher because it affects every one of us. It affects us on the prices we pay at the gasoline pump. As you know, that's a price that can vary every day. 
um, and um, we were all the beneficiaries of it back in 2014, 15, 16, through there, where we saw lower oil prices because of a glut that came about in the crude oil market because of oil having been trading for $100 a barrel for so long, so many different producers came out with oil and flooded the market that there was oil everywhere. And so when oil began to drop in value because there wasn't enough demand for all the oil that was being produced, you saw the gasoline prices go a lot lower. This happened. Now, what seems to be happening is the ab absolute opposite of that. What seems to be happening is that the oil glut is long gone. That oil is now becoming more plentiful or less plentiful. There's, it's it's um, everything that was all the oil that came out during the oil glut has been sopped up and sold and, and burned. And now uh, you're looking at potentially higher oil prices. Oil yesterday traded around $71 a barrel. Keep in mind, how, how low did it get? Uh, it, it got. 2015 or 14? It was in the 30s. Yeah, it got down to somewhere in the 30s. Yeah. May have been high 20s. Briefly, Maybe twenty-seven keeps popping out of my head for some reason. Yeah, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. It was under thirty. Briefly, briefly, it went under thirty. So today we see oil significantly higher. Oil stocks, oil company stocks are higher. But what I think is that there's a possibility that oil may go significantly higher than where it is right now. You you look at this uh, article in the Wall Street Journal about Venezuela. We depend on Venezuela for something like 1.4 million barrels a day. <clears throat> Venezuela, they are a pretty decent-sized producer. Yeah. Top 20. And because of their poor government there, it's communism. It's what the Democrats would like to take us to, Bernie Sanders types. Um. They uh, they have basically ruined their oil business. And if we impose further sanctions on them, that means we won't ship them this chemical that helps thin out their oil to where it can be used in, um, in the refining process. That could be another 500,000 barrels a day. That's not even thinking about what would happen if, if the Iranian sanctions were reimposed. Yeah. So one of the things we found out about oil is if you take one or two or three million barrels of oil off the market for a day or two or, or permanently or at least temporarily, you can really screw up the price of oil. Yeah, because when you, when you watch the price of oil fall back in 2014 – you had somewhere about a two to three million barrel a day surplus. Right. And 
you know, out of 99 million barrels. At, at that point, it was about 96. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a, a small percentage. What you've seen since then, where now the world is using about 99 million barrels a day, uh, you've seen OPEC cut 1.8 million barrels, OPEC plus Russia. So they're not technically OPEC. So you've seen 2 million barrels cut there. You saw, for a while, you saw American production come down. Uh, you're starting to see American production rise again. Um, I think we're projected to rise by almost a million barrels this year. But you've seen things shift the opposite direction to where, you know, 3 million barrels a day, that's 21 million barrels a week going into storage. That That was what was setting the price. Now you're pulling out you know, about 10 million barrels a week from storage. So that extra 10 million barrels is what's setting the price on the upside now. And that's why you're starting to see things. Right. And, you know, if you, you take 500,000 out of Venezuela, that's another three to four million barrels a week yep. that you're pulling out of storage. So that right. extra four million not as, moves the price even further. Yes. You know, and then Iran sanctions, that could that could bring things down. Right. Now you do have the the opposite uh you, you have a couple of things. Uh you you know, Russia could increase production, Saudi Arabia could increase production. Um I don't necessarily think Iraq could increase that much because they didn't they didn't cut that much. Um, when OPEC agreed to cut, uh, Saudi Arabia did take on the majority of the cuts. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the the rest of the country, the UAE did take a decent haircut as well, I believe. But Iraq didn't take a huge haircut by any means. Um, you know, they their oil minister was uh, wanting to bring the economy back right. to a, a sustainable level. So he wants to keep selling oil to keep Iraq in the game, so to speak. Yeah, and you know, so you, but you, if you know, you could easily see a, a million and a half barrels come back on, but even at that rate, you're still more than likely at a deficit. You know? And a deficit causes the price to go higher. Exactly, because it's those marginal few barrels that sell at the higher price that sets the price for the next day for all of them. Exactly. And it only takes a few. That's right. It just takes a few. It's the same way with the stock market. The stock market re reprices itself based on how the last shares trade that day. Yep. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> if there's an oversupply of shares that day, it's going to go down. Or if there's more sellers than buyers or more buyers right. than sellers. It's who's there at the end of the day. Yep. And the best thing about oil is it's used every day. Yeah. It's not uh well you know, you, you don't have you don't have somebody over in China going, Ah, we just won't drive the trucks as much this yeah. week. We'll not buy it. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't happen that way. No. And and it's the purest market there is, just about. Pretty, pretty daggone close for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's, but the, on the flip side too, when you're looking at U.S. and U.S. production, um, oh, and, and, and production elsewhere, you, you've, 
you've got to be cognizant as to what your costs are associated with that and um you know because what you saw in 2014 is a lot of these producers they were able to significantly reduce costs yeah um you know but if you're wanting to to grow your reserves and grow your production base um there are costs associated with that now too that That's right you know you you're, you'll have to buy more rigs you'll have to uh buy more acreage buy more acreage which is at a higher price now than it was right you'll have to have more workers um which may or may not be at a higher price um you know because a lot of those workers did leave the oil industry and find jobs elsewhere so you've got to attract them back to the industry so you know it's always you've you you know when you're looking at an investment you know we 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 have to look at the whole picture you know does this company already have infrastructure in place uh does this company have a good workforce are they going to have to go out and uh spend a whole lot of money to build up their reserves um right you know it, it's interesting to to look at everything so there's articles out there you look at an article on seeking alpha that says exxon is too expensively priced you want to see that kind of thing out there because because it basically takes this idea that oil is where it is and it's not going to go much higher but if the demand supply picture is exactly the opposite from what it was in 2014 oil could go a lot higher i don't like to say this because I know everybody out there probably drives a car. You may be listening to me in driving a car. But get used to the fact that you may see well above $3 gasoline this summer. I very easily could. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a very good chance of that. And, um, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it could happen. Yeah. And when you look at those articles saying that Exxon is – expensively priced it's looking at exxon in a bubble like you said it's looking at exxon now with oil now it's it's not looking at okay what if exxon buys this acreage at this price has this capacity to get it to market you know there's there's a lot of factors that are not being accounted for in articles like that right you know and i'm not saying exxon is expensive or cheap I'm just saying that, you know, it's it's very it's it's very hard to um, to value where where a oil stock actually is, you know, because you you you've got a lot of what ifs there, you know, on the price of oil, on the assets that they can buy, on the assets they can sell, um, all kinds of things, and you know, really, it, it kind of boils down to <laughs> one thing that we look at is, you know, what kind of uh, income can that company produce and what kind of income right. can that company pay? Yep. You know, and that that's, you know, and is it relatively fairly priced? That's right. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. 
When you listen more. More informed and more educated. You do more. More prepared. More to talk about. You understand more. Understanding more of what's happening. On News Radio 630. Where we need to listen. WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree show. So, look at Blackstone. That's a company that we own, um, and we're we've been in, involved in owning this company for some time now. Blackstone's a is a private equity company. And they have lots of different areas of business that they're involved in. We've owned them because partially it's such an interesting company to own. You you go and look at the details of it. Um, and it's fascinating. But they had some bad earnings report for the first quarter of 2018, but the deeper you looked at it, it realizes you, you realize that they've got some very good investments. That's just going to take time for them to turn around. Yeah, and and you know a lot of people when they look at Blackstone, it's um, you know what 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 income is it producing for me right now, and so the way Blackstone is structured. They have two sources of uh, income, uh, fee-related uh, and performance-related income. So, you know, it's uh, a private equity fund may have a 10-year lockup on it where they're charging 2% management fee and another uh, 20% incentive fee. So a 20% performance or incentive fee isn't realized until right. you actually sell a fund. 
uh, when you looked at the earnings, the accrued, which means uh, non-realized, uh, had continued to tick up, uh, and they own a lot of real estate and things that, you know, in this market actually uh, have underperformed some, and, you know, they're still performing quite well at, at Blackstone. But the other piece of the pie, too, is the management fee income. Because yeah, you know when when we're looking at something, we're we're looking, you know, like like it says in the article, you know, people are looking at what kind of income it's producing. We're looking at what kind of consistent income it's producing. Yeah, the management fee income is the consistent stream of cash flows. That's the part we're interested in. Exactly, as retirement investors. Exactly, and that when you look at the company makes up a base dividend, a base income of 3%. Yeah. You know, and, and management fees. So the, uh, bill billable assets that Blackstone has has continued to grow. I think in the first quarter, it grew something like 18%. So that number gets bigger. So that number continues to tick up. Yeah. That is the consistent stream of cash flows. There you go. And that's what makes Blackstone, a, we think, a good long-term investment. Exactly. And, you know, when when they sell something, when when they realize an incentive fee, uh, that's the uh, the icing on the cake, per se, the, the cherry on the milkshake. Right. You know, that's the uh, creme de la creme. Yep. You know, we, we just we call that an extra. You know, but we we buy things based on the consistency. What can it consistently create me? Right. You know, and right now Blackstone is trading at thirty one dollars and forty seven cents. <throat> it was as high as thirty six and almost thirty seven dollars just back in January, January twenty sixth. The stock's gone down on really no news, no major news that would have affected it. So we still think it's pretty nice company to own. Yeah, and and we're getting a company that can consistently produce, you know, a decent income, and uh, you know they're growing that that ability to produce that income stream, uh, you know. There's a lot of positive things there, and like like we've talked about earlier in the in the hour, you know, it it may take quite some time for it to get back to that thirty six, thirty seven dollar range. It could take a year, two years, who knows? Right. But in the meantime, we'll buy it, collect the dividend, and be happy and enjoy ourselves. Exactly, because our clients will use that dividend to pay their electric bill or yeah. pay their rent. And the more shares we can buy at the lower price, they'll have more income. Exactly. We would rather the stock be at 31 and change than 36 and change if we're trying to accumulate it for our investors. Exactly. It's it's, it's uh, on sale. That's right. You, you want to buy a house that you can rent for $1,000 a month? You want to buy it at, <coughs> at 70 versus 100 Exactly. Yeah. So... That's something you need to understand about Dupree Financial Group. If you're looking to invest for retirement, you might want to give us a call at 
800-859-0400. That's area code 859. The reason being, um, our goal is to invest for clients at as low a price as possible in the investments that we're after in order to get you the highest dividend possible. It's that simple. We're looking to produce a significant growing stream of income for our clients over time by buying publicly traded securities at the cheapest price we can. There's nothing, uh, there's, 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 there's no magic to that. There's nothing. We're not making any outlandish guarantees that, Oh, you won't lose any money in down markets and you'll make some of the money in up markets. You'll, you, you'll lose money if the market's down, but we try to buy in such a way that we're trying to protect your downside by, by investing wisely in the up markets. We expect you to make money just like anybody else who's in, who's invested. But what we're trying to do for you is produce income because income is the most important thing for a retirement, for a retired investor. Because the income stream that you're living off of smooths out the road. That's correct. You know, the, the ups and the downs, it smooths that out. Yes, it does. It makes it less violent. Yep, that's exactly right. And if you're living on income, which most people are, your bills come due every month. So what we're trying to do is turn your retirement uh, investments into a an income stream. We're not annuitizing it, which is different. If we did that, your your principal would go away. And your principal, you retain ownership of your principal, but you take income from what it will produce. We believe that's an important difference between annuitizing your money and simply investing your money yeah. in a way that produces income. Yeah, because keeping your principal has a lot of value to it. It's the, uh, I like to call it the, the life happens rule. You know, right. because if you've got an annuity and you've, you're producing an income, let's say your your AC goes out and that's going to cost you an extra two grand or something. Yeah, life happens. That stuff happens. Those things do happen. You know, and and you can't call the annuity company and say, "Hey, I need to up." I need my, some uh, <laughs> up my withdrawal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can call us at 859-233-0400 if you'd like to have an appointment. We will tell you what we think can be done with your retirement investments. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Have a great weekend.